Welcome to the Hour of Glory broadcast with Reverend Jonathan Nekuban, Senior Pastor, Springs of Life Chapel International. It's our prayer that you receive the heavenly touch that you so much desire as you listen to the message today. Now, here is Reverend Jonathan Nekuban. You make my life so beautiful. I am talking on, on the power of speaking. In Mark 11:23, the Lord said in the part number B, He said, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that the things which he says shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he says amen anytime you say something a certain force goes into operation to act on your behalf see our god is a speaking god amen it writes when man was created man found god as a creating god through speaking in genesis 1 1 to 3 the bible says that in the beginning god created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void now if you create something it means that you fashion something in a nice manner what the original earth that god created was in a good shape and the verse 2 says that and the earth was without form and void that means that the earth became the original earth that god created was not without form and void but it became amen when you say you have created something, it means that the thing has been well designed. So there's no way that what God had designed was without form. When something is without form, it is not created. It has been destroyed. Amen? So the air became without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. So when did this happen? This happened after God had created. You can see in Isaiah chapter 14, verse number 12 downwards, whereby Lucifer... Or the devil tried to interrupt the workings of God. The Bible says, How are you falling from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground which did weaken the nations? And when you go on down what's reading the scripture, you're finding out that the devil actually tried to destroy or disrupt the kind of earth that God had created. He said, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But the earth was what became without form and void. Is that right? Okay. Then in the verse number 3, for God to recreate His world, God said, that tells us that for anything to be recreated, and what did God say? Let there be light, and there was light, because the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. So God had to speak the solution. And the solution to darkness is... Light. So God released the solution which was light. So when you are confronted with a situation, you've got to also release your light. And the Bible says this light refers to Christ. Amen. And Christ is the word. In the beginning, John 1.1. 1, 1. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. So the Lord released the light. To recreate, amen. He turned over the problem of the world to the light of the world, Christ. Because he was the one who created. So he had to fix it. When you buy a car, when you buy Peugeot, and there's a challenge, you take it to the Peugeot dealership. And those who actually came up with Peugeot, because they know what they put where and where. So in the same way, spiritually too, now, God created us, and if there is anything, that would mean that we've got to fall on the word. Does it help us? Okay. Now, in Genesis 1, 26, you see that God said, 
let us make man in our image and likeness. And if let us make man in our image and likeness, it means that God had created man in his nature and to function like him. How does God function? He functions by speaking, and so we must also function by speaking. Which tells us that whatever we say is very important. Because if God spoke and things happen, it means that when, and we have been created in the nature. Nature means, I mean, image of God, image and likeness. Image means the nature. And guess what? Bible says that the mouth of the Lord speaketh. Do you have a mouth? Yeah. The ears of the Lord hear. Do we have ears? Yeah. The hand of the Lord is not shortened. Do you have a hand? Yeah. So you realize that God, we have been created in God's nature. And if we are to function like God and God speaks and things happen, it means that when we also speak, things will happen. I told you that nothing moves until force is applied. According to Newton's law of motion, it says that an object is stable until an external force is applied. So when we speak, a certain external force is applied. Can I have an amen? Okay. So change will take place in our lives when we speak. If we speak nothing, no positive change takes place, but rather the weeds grow in our lives. Because when we speak, our words are seeds. And every seed that you plant has a corresponding fruit. You want tomato fruit, you must plant tomato seeds. And I told you that your words are not to prescribe your problems, but to prescribe solution. And when a speaking man meets a working God, miracles are produced. So anytime that you speak the word of God, you are speaking what he likes. So you bring God into the equation and God begins to work on your behalf. Hallelujah. We find out that also it is important that what you are talking about, you believe it. For out of abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We also said that words are containers. There are different types of containers. So what you say will contain something. What you say will contain fruitfulness. What you say will contain prosperity. So if you speak the words of prosperity, they contain prosperity. So prosperity is in the container. Favor is in the container. So what you say contains something. Your words are containers. And I said that your mouth is a factory house and your words are the raw materials. Amen. Every product that is produced in a factory is based on the raw materials that have been deposited in the factory house. Very important things you got to take note of. Isaiah 57, 19, God says, I create the fruit of the lips. Amen. Is that what? I create the fruit of the lips. Isaiah 44, 26, Bible says, God confirms the words of his servants and he performs the counsel of his messengers. Psalm 45, verse 1, he says, your tongue is a pen of a ready writer. Then Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20 to 21 says that a man's belly shall be filled or satisfied with what? The fruit of his mouth. And with the fruit increase of his lips shall he be filled. Amen. Now, so these scriptures actually tell us that our words are creative forces and they create things for us. Amen. And words are like sperms. When a seed touches the ground, it produces something. When a sperm finds a womb, it produces something, a baby. So when you also speak, something is created. Amen. If whatever you say, it happens. Amen. When David confronted Goliath in 1 Samuel chapter 17, 43 to 51, Goliath, first of all, cursed David by his gods. 
And then David said, you come against me with bows and arrows, but I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts. And said, this day I will cut off your head and I'll give your carcasses to the best of the air. That statement that he made brought God into the equation. So the whole thing became the battle of the gods because you see, Goliath cursed David by his gods, the gods of the Philistines. So he actually had cast a spell. He had introduced a demonic spirit against David. But David didn't keep quiet. So David also spoke. So when the enemy speaks, you must also speak. Because if you keep quiet and say, I'm a child of God, the thing will hit you. If somebody releases an arrow at you, you have to be able to dodge or you have to also release them. If you don't release, you'll be the one who'll be in danger. So David also spoke back. And the words David spoke, they were, they were the words that God used in killing Goliath and causing Goliath to fall down. It means that your words will kill your Goliath. May every Goliath before you fall. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Now we also look at Numbers chapter 13, verse 27 to 33. And then Numbers chapter 14, verse 1 to 11, and then 28 to 30. And where we find out that when the people of Israel were take, making a journey onto the promised land, they started speaking wrongly. They said, it was better for us to have stayed in Egypt. Why is it that the Lord has left us here so that we would die in the wilderness and we are suffering all day? It's better for us to die in the wilderness or even be in Egypt. And then God said in Numbers 14, 28, As you have spoken in my ears, Oh, sure, look at it. Say unto them, As truly as I live, says the Lord, As you have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. This is Reverend Jonathan Ekuban. We'll be right back. Keep listening. Are you afflicted, troubled, confused? Do you need the touch of God? Join us this and every Friday for prayer, miracle, and healing service from 6.30 p.m. And God will answer every prayer and your heart's desires. May the work of your hands be blessed. May you receive the promotion of God and the defense of God. And wherever you go, may the doors of glory and favor be open unto you. Welcome back. Stay tuned. So if you are saying you want to die, then may you die. And one whole generation, 20 years... And above, every one of them died. Every one of them died. So there are things that when you say concerning yourself, what you are doing is that you are bringing what we call a self-imposed curse. Amen? You are bringing about a curse on yourself. Can I have an amen? And I told you that when the people of Israel arrested Jesus in Matthew chapter 27, verse 15 to 25, and they took them to the chief priests, and then later to Pilate. And then Pilate realized that Jesus had done nothing wrong. What did they say? They said, let his blood be upon us and upon our children. They were so desirous to want to kill Jesus. And the Bible says that Pilate realized that they wanted to kill him because of envy. Because of the fact that Jesus was performing miracles. Because of the fact that all attention was on him. And sometimes, when you are doing well in life, people become envious of you, and they want to get rid of you. And that is why you, don't sh you never show all your inheritance to people. 
And you never show people all your good, good stuff you are getting. Because the heart of man is desperately wicked. Hey! Somebody will come to your house, he's smiling with you, hey, 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 but he's jealous of you. He wishes you don't have those things. When he sees the way your wife is treating you, your husband is treating you, the kind of relationship you have, hey, you don't know. There's something called ill wishes and ill desires. The person is not wishing you well. And so, the people said, in the verse number 25, Matthew chapter 27, verse 25, what did they say? They answered themselves. He said, what should I do with this Jesus? And he says that his blood be upon us and on our children. Now, for somebody's blood to be upon you means what? What have done the consequence? Whatever wrong there is in having to kill him, may we be the one to be responsible for the consequences. But not only that, let the consequence go on to our children. Why should you be that wicked? If you want something bad to come on you, let it stay on you. But you are transferring on to children. The things you must transfer to children must be good things. Because the Bible says that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. But it must be a good inheritance and not a bad inheritance. But here, it was a bad inheritance. Let his blood be upon us and upon our children. So what were they doing? It was a self-imposed curse. And it was also, they also be a relational curse. Because on our children, it means what? Their children were their relations. And not only were they their relation, but children are also the next generation. So self-imposed curse comes when you speak negatively about yourself. Amen? When you speak negatively about yourself, you are bringing about what? A self-imposed curse. Now, Derek Prince was somebody who was very knowledgeable when it comes to curses and blessings. I mean... He did it for so he lived a very long life, almost about 87 years old. I mean, he's one of my mentors, a mighty man of God. And the prince says that when he married the first wife, the woman had big legs. You know, there are different types of legs. Pencil legs, big legs, whatever. But they are all to carry the body. And you know, young girls, in order for them sometimes to wear their shorts and their, they try to display their legs and walking around, and I don't know whoever might have made some statement about her legs. She started despising herself and despising her legs. And she started saying that my legs are not good. My legs are not nice. My legs are not this thing. And with time, later on, she started having problems with her legs. She got married to the prince. And the prince was praying for her. Then the Holy Spirit prompted the prince that she, had, she was under a curse. Are you listening to me? We should tell you that, listen, there are certain sicknesses, before you have to deal with them, you have to go backwards. So someone says, I've got this headache. I've got this stomach problem. I've got this kind of condition. You need to go back to the origin of how the source of the problem. The source was that she has spoken against her legs. Dislike the legs. What God had created, she had despised it and disliked it and looked down on it, and said, this my legs are not nice, and they are not good enough. So if they are not good enough, then they don't have to carry you. So she had spoken a curse, released a self-imposed curse on her legs, therefore, the function of the legs started deteriorating. Are you listening to me? This is something that you say casually, but it was affecting her. So this man, who was sensitive to the Holy Spirit, could pick it that 
this lady was under a curse. It was when he broke the curse. And so he led her to renounce what she has spoken about herself. That, Lord, I am sorry for speaking this concerning my legs. I listen to me. I'm saying something very important too. Amen. She started revoking those things. Revoking me to cancel. And started saying, I love my legs. Lord, I thank you. And then the prince prayed for her and she got healed. So that sometimes you will never be healed of something, no matter the anointing, until the cause. Because there's something known as cause and effect. Can I have an amen? Cause and effect. And you see, a lot of times, many things happen to us, but we never relate it to a certain cause. We never relate it to something we've done. We never relate it to something somebody has done. So it is very important that we become sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Can I have an amen? You know why sometimes you see a beautiful lady? Either she's not married. Sometimes you see that she had a broken heart. Say, Mema, you're bad. I will marry again. A man disappointed you. That is one man. But not all men are bad. But in saying men are bad, and I won't marry again. Sometimes it could have even been a thought. Because Ephesians 3.20 says what? Unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. God told the people of Israel, when you are complaining, when you are saying those things in your tent, didn't I hear you? So sometimes you say some things in your chamber. What can we do? What can we do? What can we do? And God, God hears it. Do you know that we pray in our house as well? It's not every time that yeah, 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 you pray in your heart. Sometimes. And so, the things you are even saying in your heart, it becomes a war. So, a man is interested in you. Hey, man, what a baby. Oh, ivory tower neck. Lovely. Sugar man. He wants to come. But there is something that is obscuring him. Something, a wall of limitation. And today, in the name of Jesus, anything that is a wall, we pull it down. Sometimes you marry and you tell yourself, me, after me, after marriage, we'll wait till I, I'll wait till about three years, four years before I have children. You have built a barrier till the, after three, four years. So when you start changing your mind that I want to, you say you can't have. Unless you revoke that thing, you change the words. Are, are you learning something? Unless you revoke it. I went to school with some girls. And they were saying, we are spinsters for Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spinsters. Spinsters for Jesus. And they were very proud about it. And I learned some of those things. So I told them, I said, don't talk like that. Also, one of them got into a relationship with a nice guy. For no apparent reason, they broke up. This other one. Oh, and I'm talking about beautiful girls. Belle, they speak good English. They come from good homes, good backgrounds. One of them ran into the house of God. The thing was broken. And by the grace of God today, she's married with a child. I mean, settled down. There's, but there's one pattern. She has to reason up educationally, whatever, up to now. 
she's not married. Spinsters for Jesus. Are you learning something here? This is Reverend Jonathan Ekuban. We'll be right back. Keep listening. Are you afflicted, troubled, confused? Do you need the touch of God? Join us this and every Friday for prayer, miracle, and healing service from 6.30 p.m. And God will answer every prayer and your heart's desires. May the work of your hands be blessed. May you receive the promotion of God and the defense of God. And wherever you go, may the doors of glory and favor be open unto you. Welcome back. Stay tuned. So, self-imposed, some of the things that we say, you see, that's the reason why sometimes you can come to a church like this and you can become friends with some people. You start criticizing the church. You start speaking some things against the pastor. So nothing good comes into your life. There's nothing good. And you don't understand why. There's nothing good. Because you have used your mouth to speak against a man that God has ordained and anointed. And you are not even afraid to speak evil against him. So, and when you criticize somebody, you build a wall of limitation between you and that person. You'll be throwing blessings at you, but it hits at a wall. He wants to bless you, but it bounces back until you change. Some of you, whatever your parents do, they never bless you. Because already you have issues in your heart against your daddy. Some of you despise your fathers. And I've noticed a lot of people are rebellious in, who, who become rebellious in church. You check. I, I decided to check their background until you found out that for a number of them, they never stayed with their father. Even with, later, it was later on that they got into their father's life. Uh, their father got into their lives. But you were framed up in a particular way. So when they get into a place where somebody has to order their life, they don't like it. And I always say that you get to know the true attitude and character of people when you decide to correct them. Are you learning something here? Amen. So, the word they said, let his blood be upon us and upon our children. Brother Bowen, self-imposed curse, a relational curse, and a generational curse. So, you can curse your children without knowing it. Sometimes a mother sang, Hey! When they misbehave, keep them. But don't use your mouth to speak bad things to destroy their lives. Amen. And children too, don't provoke your parents to the extent that they have to say something bad. In fact, it should be very dangerous for you from today. Desire never to allow an authority figure in your life to be able to speak. Because when he speaks, it will happen. I can show you a number of things. It's in the Bible. See, sometimes when we, we tell you, some of this, he says, are they threatening us? I'm not threatening you. You better be glad that somebody can know an end result of something that will happen to your life. And he show you that when you go on this path, this is what will happen to you. When you go on this path, this is what will happen to you. That's all. He show you the way. Amen? Words. In Mark chapter 14, 66 to 72, when they arrested Jesus, the Bible says that Peter followed him. Peter said, Hey Lord, me, I will follow you to the end. I will follow you to the end. Then whilst he was at the courtyard, 
trying to get himself warm. <laughs> then the Bible says one of the seven girls of the high priest came. And he said, when he saw Peter warming himself, he said, You also were with Jesus of Nazareth. So he said, Say, no, 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 don't talk like that. The Bible says he denied. Someone say he denied it. Saying what? I neither know nor understand what you are saying. I neither know. He said, sometimes we deny people like that. Do you know this? Person? No, 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 no. I don't, I don't know. So he went out on the porch and a rooster crowed. And remember that Jesus said what? When Simon was doing for pa- Peter, me, I'll die with you. I'll go, I'll follow you to the end. What happened? Jesus said, when the, by the time the cock crows twice, you'd have denied me three times. Okay. So the seven girls saw him again and began to say to those who stood by, this is one of them. But he denied it again. That's why the second time. And a little later, those who stood by said to Peter, surely you are one of them. Surely you are one of them, for you are what? A Galilean and your speech shows it. They said, your speech even looks like, the way you talk looks like what? The Galilean. It shows it. There's everything around you like you have a fisherman. Eh? And then what did he say? He began to curse. This time he cursed and swore and said, I do not know this man of whom you speak. He was specific. This man, Jesus. And then a second time the rooster crowed. Then Peter called to mind the word that Jesus had said to him, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And when he thought about it, he wept. Have you realized that? Now to deny somebody means to disconnect yourself from the person. It means you've got nothing to do with him. So it means that by the statement that he made that I do not know you, Peter had disqualified himself from being a disciple of Jesus. Are you here with me? By that statement, from that day, that moment, he was no more. Because if you say, if a police come and say, do you know this person? You don't know. It means you have nothing to do with the person. So from that day, he had nothing to do with him. Nothing. Oh, what a word. This has been Reverend Jonathan Ekuban who brought you this message. You can call Reverend Jonathan Ekuban on 026 That is 026 Stay tuned. Same time next week. We can't end this broadcast without giving you an opportunity to make the greatest decision in your life. That is salvation. If you want to give your life to Jesus, just say this simple prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I come to you as a sinner, lost and condemned to hell. I repent of my sin and ask for your forgiveness. I believe with all my heart that you died on the cross and rose up again for my sins. I open my heart to you and receive you as my Lord and personal Savior. Please take control of my life and make me what you want me to be. From today, I am yours and you are mine. Thank you, Father, for this wonderful gift of salvation. Amen. If you pray this prayer sincerely from your heart, then you are a child of God. Find a Bible believe in church and join or you can fellowship with us 
at Springs of Life Chapel International so you can grow up in your faith and fulfill your destiny in Christ. for listening to the Hour of Glory broadcast. We hope you've been blessed by today's message. We invite you to join us at Springs of Life Chapel International and be part of a great family. Sundays, first service, 6.30 to 8.30 a.m. Second service, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. We have our teaching service every Wednesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. And prayer and miracle service every Friday at 6.30 p.m. You will find us at the Zoe Temple on the Bachona Dogono Road off the Spintex Road at Bachona Ecobank Junction. You can always call 0242-784-424 or 0244-216-084. Email revjekuban at solsi.org. Revjekuban is spelled R-E-V-J-E-K-U-B-A-N. Solsi. S-O-L-C-I. That is revjekuban at solsi.org. Visit our website www.solsi.org. Greater, greater.